Welcome back to my podcast. Um, it's been a while, and I honestly didn't think I wanted to keep talking because this was made for me to talk monologue. But then people started listening to it, and it was really weird. Uh, so, um, after one significant, well, not really significant, one person commented something. I felt maybe I was obligated to start recording again, and I was kind of free. I, I'm not, but I am working on something, and hopefully, I will be able to publish it soon. So, uh, one of the people who I don't know commented, she was like, "Hey, I just listened to your actual podcast instead of the Facebook posts, and I actually really like your voice." And um, I was like, okay, thank you. You're really nice. That's really sweet. But uh, I don't think most of the time that's my actual voice because okay, I think I've talked about this somewhere before. But um, okay, I'll just go over again. Since episode one was deleted, and episode one was about why I made this podcast and why I talk to myself and stuff. <laughs> Okay. Um. So a while ago, I was um like just in Vietnam after spending most of my childhood overseas. And when I came back to Vietnam, I really didn't get along well with the kids. It wasn't because I was a bitch or anything, but it was just because of, because of my real initial status. I was a little biased, and that made some of the kids very uncomfortable. And then I just kind of was getting more and more insecure every day. And one day I was like, maybe it's my voice. Maybe it's uh, I don't know. It's like the way that people perceive me through how I sound like. Because I noticed some other very lovable characters that I know. They have very nice and sweet voices, and the way they communicate is very really just attractive and i thought okay well i'm gonna start trying to sound like that so that was before puberty and i just started kind of fixing my voice fixing the way the name the nozzle and the like the vocal sound came out and it and i don't know if you can tell the difference but um sorry there's like um a little bit of a technique to it, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm not sure if you can tell the difference if you're listening to this right now, but um, I don't know. To me, it sounded different, and it seemed to work. Its purpose of you know making me sound less unlikable. So I did that, and then after puberty, um, well, after puberty started. I, um, my voice just kept changing and growing, and I really don't know what it would have sounded like if I never met my voice. So yeah. So if you and like when I first meet people, um, I I feel like because of bending my voice for such a long time, I now I just, I just kind of automatically just pitch it higher and softer so when people first meet me their first impression is like oh this person's cute and nice and gentle and very friendly and easy to come close to 
and eventually when I'm comfortable to you, uh, I notice that I just kind of revert back to my deeper, more annoying voice, I suppose. And, or like when I'm just trying to be nice to adults or old people, I also switch to a nicer voice. And that would probably be why my table mate uh, once very randomly, uh, nobody asked, but he once told me, I think you're manipulating. You're like, you're mentally manipulated? And I was like, what? He was like, when you're asking to borrow stuff, your voice gets higher, and that's very psychologically manipulating. And I'm like, okay. I thought that was common courtesy, but okay, sure. I know that he apologized, but I, I still remember it, okay, bitch? <laughs> Anything you say against me, I will remember, and I won't use against you. I will guilt trip you. But I think it's a nice thing because um, at least he noticed that I'm very good with my voice, I suppose. <laughs> so one of the first things that people compliment me on is um, how strange and soft and high and interesting my voice sounds like and I could just be like, it's attitude because it is so I just want you to know that the next time you feel like you're being manipulated by my enchanting siren-like voice it's subconscious I don't mean any harm except for when I do and when I do I'm gonna kill you <laughs> okay so next is why I made this podcast so I'm the very first episode I explained why and my history of just trying to project my personal thoughts and emotions onto the internet. Um, but uh, episode one was sadly lost. So and I I don't want to like repost it. So you're just gonna have to deal with that. Um. So like like I said in the first episode, if you listen. It all started with my little diary writing, and then I started writing on Tumblr, and then afterwards, um, I moved to Instagram to write for just a few personal friends, and then finally, I was like, I, sometimes I don't have enough effort to write, I'm gonna talk to myself, and I talk to myself and record it, and I was like, okay, what if I talk to myself and then record it and then post it and online, and so I made a podcast. Yeah, so this was supposed to just be me talking shit, literally talking shit about people. I really don't like holding grudges and stuff, but sometimes you just gotta let it out, you know? It's okay to be one of those people who like drama and gossip and talking behind people's backs, but you should be aware of the consequences and you should have a clear head when you're doing things like that. I think that's my better, best advice. Or maybe it's just an excuse for myself. So yeah, anyways, the first few episodes were very personal. They were about my family, my insecurities and stuff. And then eventually I realized people were listening to it. I guess like listening to podcasts isn't really a Vietnamese tradition. But you know how kids have so much time on their hands now? And they're kind of like grasped. Grasp for whatever material they can, like 
use as inside jokes about their friends and so some people that I do know they did listen to it and then I had to stop and think and I was like okay maybe I can't talk shit about people anymore because these people may have different opinions on me about with different opinions from mine and so I stopped doing things and I started like doing actual research and writing scripts and everything down for each episode as you can see some are some are very social and political and well not very just maybe a little bit like wanna be political and after that it got tiring because it felt really forced to post and then to write and to script when people they didn't really care they sometimes popped in sometimes popped out and I do realize that kids, they get like an email or a goth phase at somewhere between the age of 11 to 14. Um, mine happened when I was 10. <laughs> and then it stopped and now it's back again. I don't know, okay? But I just... I... What do I say? I know that I make a lot of posts validating mental illnesses and being it's okay to be sad, it's okay to not want to face your sadness, but I, I'm also like really annoyed on how people really like industrialize it, I guess. I don't know if I ever got the word. Ha! <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I just don't like it when people fake it, and that sometimes I fear that maybe I'm faking it too, and I don't want to hate myself, so I'm just not gonna admit that I might have it or might not, because I'm not trying to be as you fool, right? But, um, I do sometimes felt like I had a very crumbling mental health, and I just don't have eff enough effort or energy to make shit you know the pros and cons of making things is uh, the thing you get the thing but then you have to make it that was a tumblr post please use tumblr.com <laughs> listening to Haikyuu playlists, which are fire, to be honest. Um, you can check them out, I guess. They're really good. And watching bad movies. I posted a few things on my private Instagram, and then I realized, no, people don't really care about that shit. And it's because it's my private Instagram, I'm not supposed to care about the likes and the made me 
very anxious. Uh, yeah. Um, another thing I have realized, along with my crippling mental health, is my anxiety override. I suppose it's everywhere, all the time. Uh, someone save me, please. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm just very scared. I'm like a fragile little baby. So anyways, I get anxiety when I post shit that people can see and that I can know they see it or not. If I just, I'd be rather, I'd be happier if I just made a thing, put it out there and then never see it again, never care about its publicity. That'd be okay. Um, and another thing that Okay, well not another thing, well one of the things that my anxiety has forced me to do is like whenever I want to like just project out my thoughts or my daily things or just a few little words I want to write, I, I don't write it like directly on the website, I have to plan it all out in my, in notes or in Microsoft, well not, yeah in Microsoft words and then I have to edit everything and then when I'm happy about it I don't yeah so and then I post it and in the few seconds that I post it and I find something I don't like I delete it forever I don't know how this is relevant I just want you to know that I'm very anxious and whatever you do will make me cry <laughs> I will cry. So, yeah. What was I gonna go? Oh, yeah. So, in this episode, I suppose I'm going to talk about the things I've been meaning to talk about. Um, but I. because of stuff, I suppose. I've been really into haikus recently. It's not because of the anime, but I just remembered that, um, that little bit in Percy Jackson, and I think it was the Olympian Hero series, and he was like, Apollo doesn't like haikus, never mentioned haikus to Apollo. I was like, why doesn't Apollo like haikus? Because maybe it just doesn't make sense. Because it it isn't really a poem, it's more like projected thought. No, no, no. It's more like um, realization or observations written down or made in a very poetic and aesthetic way. So. And so I started figuring out the rules and the everything. And um, apparently, modern haikus don't really need rules. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Really cool. Well, he didn't write it, he just texted me 
a shit ton of things and then I, I read it and I thought oh this looks like a poem and then I made a poem it's called Harder Daddy I feel like the school is a sad version I feel like the school is a sad version of American high schools like a miniature like a worst but still better than Vietnamese schools but I wasn't there for most of it likely going to die and I was like okay the symptoms sound like it but I don't think I I have died so it, maybe it's just very bad alcohol intolerance <sighs> that was a shame you don't have to but if you accidentally have you might know this but I still want to talk about it um so since we're in quarantine and today is school I thought that well I miss a few things from school and one of them being my table mate well I don't miss my table mate I make I miss the way that he asks me if I was okay and he's like my says it is very subtle and nice and it's very caring and every time I'm I get prepared to pour my heart out and then I realize he's talking about my test scores and that sucks well 
I mean, my test scores haven't ever really been high or low. It's always been kind of limbo. So, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's amazingly high, you wouldn't have guessed it. And then I confuse him and then it, it stops. But that's probably the only time when anyone asks you if you're okay. I'm not trying to be depressing, I'm not trying to be edgy and I'm just very tired. I sound like one of those Discord people who are like, Hey, how are you? How's your day? And I'm just very tired, very bored. And then there's nothing you can say to them, there's nothing you can talk to them about. It's not that it's a, it's not that it's a bad thing, it's just very awkward. one particular discord guy beatboxed and moaned at the same time and it was completely it was like the most beautiful thing that i have ever listened to and i live for that shit and i was kind of sad because i thought i might never hear it again until i googled it and then there were like a shit ton of videos on beatboxing and moaning and now my ears are blessed again and i'm happy again beatbox moans is what keeps me alive as well as I do. I finally gotten over my fear of um, miss like the, the season's ending, and that I've I finished half of season two already. I'm not being very productive. I feel like I have very superficial concern. I'm worried about the shows I watch, um, the shit that I drink and ingest. Really need to get a grasp on my future. And if you're listening to this, I hope you pretend you never did because I made this for fun. I didn't make this for you to listen to it. Um, the fact that you're still here perhaps shows that I trust you on some certain level because usually when I, g- I get notified when people like or see my page. And if I don't know you, or if I'm uncomfortable with you knowing that it's my page, I'm going to block you. I'm going to remove you and ban you and block you. So if you haven't, um, you haven't been banned or blocked or anything, then (laughs) shut the fuck up, okay? Do not tell anyone about this. If you know, you know. There's also this dude from from Nidlin's class who also likes the page and I really hope he doesn't hear this because if he does, that would be so awkward. Oh, but you're doing the exact same thing. No, I'm sorry. Okay. 
I, I, I don't. The rare times that I do use my brain and think, my thought process is in English. I'm not good with my, my, my mother tongue. Okay. I'm not calling out anyone. Okay. If you, if that's you, you know. And if that's not you, then that's not you. I just really hope that if you plan on using a language, it's not for trying to sound modern and foreign and cool. It's because you actually have some respect for the culture and movement. And I don't know, the language itself. 